Rogers scrambles He's left, winds up, runs the ball. He's got time at the 10 to the 5. Yes. To the end zone. Touchdown. And a dagger. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Gone for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Yo, 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 what's going on, Packer fans? Welcome to the Packers Trilogy podcast presented by the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy, the podcast for diehard Packer fans by diehard Packer fans. I am your host, Trevor. You can find me on Twitter at Bender underscore Trevor. And I am with Tyler, a.k.a. T+. You can find him at Tyler Kurth. And Scott uh, was actually at the Packers-Raiders game, and... Tyler and I did not want to wait for him to drive home and do it that late at night. So we are recording pretty close to right after the Packers' victory over the Oakland Raiders. And we're pretty pumped up, I would say. We actually got to watch this one together, and we're recording together. Um, so before we get to the recap of the game, make sure you guys are checking out our podcast Twitter account, at Trilogy underscore pod. You can get... Great Bucks, Brewers, and Packers content on there and all of our podcasts, including the Bucks and Brewers, and this Packers podcast will be posted on there, so make sure you guys are checking that out. And make sure you check out the Fresh Take as well. But today, we are going to recap this 42-24 victory over, over the Oakland Raiders. And Tyler, how are you doing? I am doing well. It's good to see us go to 6-1. and one. Uh, as Trevor mentioned, we got to watch this game together, so we indulged in a few adult beverages together, went through our uh, tradition of making what we call our baby shit dip, and either some brats or some burgers, uh, depending on the week, so it was a good Sunday of football, especially to start with, and um, excited to watch the remainder of the games here, but we're here to talk about Packers football, so let's get to it. Yeah, and why don't you start us off? What was your first talking point that you wanted to mention in this one? Sure, so I want to back up my... uh, For the game preview, I talked a little bit about the running back battle between both teams, and I thought whichever team's running backs gained the most yards, that team would end up victorious. Well, I was wrong, so I'll admit it. Uh, The Raiders actually outran the ball. Uh, Compared to the Packers, Josh Jacobs had 134 total yards, 124 of them, which came on the ground. He had a couple catches. Usually he hasn't been utilized much in the passing game anyway, but 10 yards total there. Um, But then you factor in the other running backs, uh, rushing and receiving yards. The Oakland Raiders had 182 total scrimmage yards from their running backs. So quite impressive there. When you flip to the Packers, Aaron Jones had a total of 83 yards, so that's rushing and receiving combined together. Um, And then when you add in Jamal Williams and 
Vitaly, yes, Vitaly, uh, the Packers have 159 total yards. So they did get outgained there, but obviously the scoreboard was in the Packers' favor. So I'll happily admit that I was wrong about the key to this week's matchup. Yeah, and I think I would agree, especially after watching that game in London against the Bears. Like, Oakland ran all over them. So I figured if Josh Jacobs had a good day, it was going to be tough for us to win. Um, But... I mean, when Aaron Rodgers is vintage Aaron Rodgers, there there isn't many teams in the league that are going to be able to score with them. Um, I mean, you just look back at his stats, and this is, I think this has to be the biggest takeaway for the game. Uh, so I'll just read his stat line. Two, excuse me, 25 for 31 for 429 yards. That's a 13.8-yard average. Five passing touchdowns, no interceptions, and a perfect 158.3 passer rating. So absolutely incredible performance. Vintage Rodgers' performance in this one just had it all going. He did have a rushing touchdown as well. Um, He had just six yards on the day, but that's, that's fine. If he's not running the football and he's able to just sling it like he was today, that was absolutely incredible. Um, and like I said, it was absolutely vintage Rogers. Do you have anything else on his performance in this one? No, it was, yeah, like you said, you can't say enough. And obviously we did get to see Geronimo Allison and MVS in this game, which was a little concerning heading uh, through the week. But again, it was the running backs that tallied the most uh, receptions Looking at the box score, um, Aaron Jones had four receptions, and so did Jamal Williams. But then Gmo and Jimmy Graham also had four, and then everyone else was below that. So again, it's using the running backs and heck, even the tight ends, um, in particular against the linebackers, which is always going to be a mismatch, uh, especially for the offensive side. So uh, I think Aaron... Aaron is uh, wising up in his age. He's not holding on to the ball, and he's really getting it out quick. Like, especially when I think back to that touchdown pass to Jamal Williams, like he did a quick look to the left to look off any anybody, get him shifting the wrong way, and then just quick threw it to Jamal Williams. He knew where that ball was going right away. So, yeah, vintage Aaron Rodgers. It was awesome. Yeah, I I think a lot of that really has to do with Matt Lafleur, and I think he needs some credit here because. Like you said on that Jamal Williams touchdown, he was wide open. And yes, Aaron did look off the defense and everything, but it felt like he had a lot of open guys to throw throw to in this one. Like he did make some great throws and his receivers did some great things on the back end as well. Like Alan Lazard's catch down the sidelines, I do not know how he hung on to that football. That was ridiculous. But it did feel like here and there they were getting some open receivers on just the scheme itself, um, Jake Kumaro's touchdown, I felt like was more blown coverage than scheme or anything because he was just running a go. But, you know, they they competed, and, I mean, Kumaro had a, did a great job staying in bounds and getting into the end zone. But overall, I just thought it, it was a great game plan, just spreading the ball all around. They had no idea where it was going. Like Tyler said, the most the receiver with the most catches was four, and four of our receivers had that. Um, 
And Aaron Rodgers threw for over 400. So it's not like they just didn't throw the ball. No, he threw the ball plenty, and they got plenty of yards off of it. It was just an absolutely incredible performance. And I think LaFleur has to have some credit, but Aaron Rodgers was absolutely incredible. And it was it's great to see. And hopefully this means some more clicking and a lot more consistency on the offensive end. And I'm sure that is what all Packer fans want to see. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up LaFleur into this in the scheme of things. Like, for someone who looks at the box score, you go, oh, MVS, leading receiver, 133 yards, 74 was his longest, obviously that touchdown. (laughs) But that was just a simple little out route. And then obviously a great block by Aaron Jones on the play. Um, But he ends up busting it out for a touchdown. But... (laughs) Yeah, you never know who's going to contribute and when. Like, I think that's the important part about this team. And, I mean, really all Wisconsin sports, it seems like that's been the theme over the last year. So um, just think about, you know, as much as we've been bitching about, oh, you know, this receiver course sucks, that without Devontae Adams, yada, yada, yada. Well, okay, now imagine how much more impressive we're going to be when he comes back at full health. Like, that's crazy to think about. Yeah, I, I, I know there was a lot of um, complaining about the wide receiver room, and you look at this game and you cannot complain anymore. I don't think, like, like Tyler said, MVS two receptions, 133 yards. Jake Kumro two receptions, 54 yards. Alan Lazard three receptions for 42, and then Gmo four receptions for 33. And outside of GMO for the receivers, all of them were 14-yard average or more. You cannot complain about that at all. And then when they're catching two, three, four passes, like you add that to Devontae Adams, it's over. We don't need to go get anyone. These are good players. Um, yes, MVS, that that out route, he made his guy miss and run down the sidelines. But shout out Aaron Jones on that block down the sidelines because... MVS is not scoring on that play if it wasn't for him, but it was a lot of fun watching MVS sprint down the sidelines because he's just so fast. Um, Another thing that Tyler and I both thought were funny was watching Alan Lazard run after MVS down the sidelines. He looks pretty quick too himself. So, um, yeah, the wide receivers were really exciting. So, Tyler, why don't you kind of move on to your next point? So, yeah, I'll flip sides of the ball here. Focusing on the defensive side, and obviously giving up 24 points isn't bad at all, but it just seemed like there's a lot more blown coverages by the Packers' defense this week. I mean, in particular, Darren Waller just (laughs) destroyed the secondary, and it wasn't because he was running tremendous routes or making incredible grabs. It was just, no, there was misassignments, and I don't know if it's because Darnell Savage wasn't out there and we were relying a little bit more on Will Redmond this game, or is the fact we ended up with no sacks, we weren't getting pressure, and guys aren't used to covering that long. I don't think that's it, because it seemed like Derek Carr was getting the ball out fairly quickly. He wasn't holding on to it, uh, like Aaron Rodgers' length anyway. So, I don't know, I think that was a little little bit of a bummer for me just in terms of the communication breakdown um, that happened today but I mean in the end I think it's something that they can correct going forward and I mean <laughs> yeah looking ahead to the Chiefs next week I'd be a little more concerned if they had Mahomes but um, I guess it should be a, a quick easy fix for them. 
Yeah, and I think a lot of that was game plan for the Raiders. Like Tyler said, Derek Carr was getting the ball fast. I think that's who they are. They're a run-first team and get the ball out of Derek Carr's hand. They don't want to try to force it down the field with him because, as you saw in this game, he was missing a lot of throws down the field. He was good when he was hitting his checkdowns, his short routes. He looked good. Um, But then he tried to do sideline 20 yards down the field, and he was missing pretty considerably. So I think that was the plan, and that has been the plan for the Raiders all year. And I think that means they're going to be a decent offense, but they're not going to blow anyone out of the water by any means. So if they go and allow 42 points in the game, they are just not going to win that game. Um, I don't see that in this offense until they get more of a downfield threat. Um, So we'll kind of... I, I agree. I wish I really was looking forward to seeing the sack celebration that Zadarius and Preston had for us this week. Um, if you didn't watch that clip, make sure you go back and watch it because we thought they were getting rid of Matt LaFleur was kind of X-naying the sack celebrations. But when Zadarius and Preston came back and said, no, they're on, we just have to make them a little shorter. Um, they told us that they had a good one planned for us, and we didn't get to see it, which is kind of unfortunate. Um, but that makes me flip to the defense as well. Um, I do think Darnell Savage not being out there hurts a little bit. Um, and I want to say that's why we saw a lot of the misplays in, in terms of coverage on the field. But overall, I thought the defense played pretty well. I mean, 24 points is not bad. Um and, but the big thing for me, like I said, not getting to the quarterback, um, a lot a lot of that was quick passing game, um, lots of runs, quick passing game. It's going to be hard to get to the quarterback, but I just felt like there should have been at least a quarterback hit in there somewhere. Um, so you'd like to see a little bit more out of the Smiths, but overall, when you give up 24 points, you can't complain too bad. Um, and then Blake Martinez continues to be a tackling machine. Um, 16 total tackles in this one, eight of them solo. So he was all around the ball all game. Um, do you have anything else on, on defense specifically, Tyler? Um, I guess the only things I kind of wrote down how Waller burnt us throughout the game. I mean, early in the first half on back-to-back plays, he had a 16 yard reception and then a 48 yard reception on a play where they kind of flooded the left side of the line of scrimmage and that kind of got that zone defense kind of confused there uh Waller also had a 28 yard touchdown called back due to holding so again the damage could have been a little bit more there um and then Keelan Doss another receiver for the Raiders had a 31 yard reception that was on blown coverage so I mean when the Packers are messing up today it really went for those chunk plays big plays down the field and I mean that's kind of been a theme with this defense we talked about it on the preview and it's either three and out or the opposing teams get big plays down and then end up setting settling for field goals which is essentially what happened on the first drive of the game granted most of that was through the the work of Joshua Jacobs running the ball not necessarily through the passing game but again the same same concept with big plays um, in this defense so I think that's is an area I'd like to get cleaned up um, more so rather than the communication breakdown we saw today. Yeah, and and that's been a concern um, for pretty much the whole year. But they've been they still seem to be pretty good in terms of creating turnovers when they need to. And 
Kevin King came up clutch with an interception in the end zone, and I really think that derailed what the Raiders were going to be able to do. I don't think the Raiders would have been able to stop the Packers anyways, even if they were to score that touchdown. Um, But also shout out Adrian Amos on that play. He really made the play and hit the ball in the air, and then Kevin King was just kind of in the right place at the right time. Um, Just a great overall play for the defense. And that was, it was really a good game overall. There wasn't a ton in terms of, disappointment in this game outside of that pass rush did you disagree no I said the only disappointing part would be the uh, Packers running backs on the ground I mean 50 yards for Aaron Jones Uh, Jamal Williams had three carries for five yards we got to see a little bit of Dexter Williams towards the end of the game Um, but you know obviously when you're riding the hot hand of Aaron Rodgers I mean you can't blame LaFleur you just have to (laughs) roll with who's hot um, but, you know, it, it had been the last two, three weeks in a row now the Packers' run offense had been on, literally on fire um, after a slow start to the year. So I don't think one week is going to put uh, any stop into what they want to do going forward. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think you're exactly right. You ride Aaron Rodgers when he is literally having a perfect game in terms of his passer rating. Um, so that that just really was... An exciting game because the Raiders aren't world beaters by any means and no one really thought they would be in postseason contention this year, but th- that was a very solid win, 42-24. to 24. That That's a very good win and a game where we saw the Packers offense get off against the Raiders and they're getting off without 17 on the field. <laughs> so can you imagine... If all of these receivers start to play like they did today, and again, I think a lot of that is the scheme from Matt LaFleur, but then you add in a defense trying to guard Devontae Adams, good fucking luck, especially when Aaron Rodgers is this good. Good luck. (laughs) I agree. And it really was the first complete game we saw by this offense. We've been begging for that all year. Usually it had been a fast start, and then they just kind of hang on for dear life because their defense is pretty good. Uh, But no, not today. I mean, seven points in the first quarter, 14 in the second and third, and then another seven in the fourth. (laughs) You'll take that uh, no matter who you play. And I mean, the offense is hitting its stride at a perfect time because, as we mentioned in the preview, we got some tough games coming up, and the offense is going to need to be on top of its game for us to eke out some more Ws. Yeah, and I think one kind of underrated fact about that is the Packers, like Tyler said, 7, then 14, then 14, then 7. That means they're not kicking field goals. They're getting into the end zone every single time. Um, and... That's that's important because you saw it last week. Yes, the refs were not great, but Detroit has to kick field goals. They don't win the game when you kick five field goals in a game rather than score when you're in the red zone. Um, the Packers end up scoring on every drive that they were in scoring position. So that is exciting in itself, and I think we haven't had that much concerns in terms of um, not scoring in the red zone outside of, what, the Eagles game? especially in that fourth quarter. But overall, this offense scores when they're in scoring position, and they score touchdowns. Yeah, Mason Crosby has hit some good field goals, but it's not like he's consistently uh, kicking 
under 40 yarders. A lot of them are 40 plus and the Packers just have been outstanding scoring touchdowns. And I think that is huge. And once Devonte comes back, man, I, I, I try to temper my expectations, but this team has been really good. Um, this week, especially they were good in Dallas. Uh, they were kind of hit and miss against the lions on Monday night, but Overall, they have been very good. They are 3-0 and without Devontae Adams, and I can't wait for him to get back. But at this point, you wait till he's 100%. Am I right? Yeah, you're right. But I don't think you need to tamper your expectations. I mean, last time we saw Devontae Adams, isn't that when he had like over 100 receiving yards in the first quarter? <laughs> so uh, that's going to be awesome to see him, obviously. But I'm glad you brought up the red zone because, I mean, that's really what kicked the Raiders in the their own teeth today I mean you have the Derek Carr fumble out of bounds it gives the Packers the ball the interception as Trevor mentioned already but then how about the stop on fourth and goal and Josh Jacobs did like that somersault in midair and somehow the ball didn't cross the plane I mean you put those three scores in and this is a really close game so you know we talked a little bit how we earlier in the season how we were settling for field goals we like to see the execution pick up well yeah it has and that could have very easily been the difference today yeah i and and you take that combination of stopping teams in the red zone and scoring touchdowns in the red zone it's going to be tough to lose games if if that's your kind of formula really no matter what happens in the middle of the field obviously you'd have to get to the red zone but if you're scoring in the red zone and stopping other teams from scoring or making them just kick field goals, that's a pretty great winning formula. Um, and <laughs> I am super, super excited about this team. I mean, we are 6-1, and one, and even me, who predicted 12-4 and four on the year, was not expecting a 6-1 and one start. Um, and now you don't – you want to beat – teams when they're at their best like you don't want to take an injury and have that be the reason you won but that makes the chief games look look a lot easier um the chargers haven't looked like the team we expected them to look so realistically we could come out um and really be in great shape going into the bye with maybe a loss or two like that is absolutely absurd um so Tyler, do you have anything else? Uh, not a whole lot. Just looking at the team stats here. Packers were 6 out of 10 on third down. That had been something we were monitoring as the season was going on as well. So 60%, I'll gladly take that to what, I don't know, 35% had to be their season average, it feels like. Uh, don't quote me on that. So, yeah, like we said, overall good game from the offense. And, heck, I don't want to jump ahead to next week already, but this the Chiefs defense is not good at all. So we could easily put up uh, sixty points next week. That'd be that'd be a good goal. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's not expect that to happen. But yeah, I mean the Chiefs defense isn't good, and I don't think Matt Moore's going to put thirty on the Packers. So um, that's looking pretty good. But obviously, we'll get to that preview later in the week so make sure you guys are checking that out um and like i mentioned earlier in the podcast make sure you check out the bucks trilogy podcast because on thursday the bucks start they are playing 
the Houston Rockets, and that is super exciting to see Giannis play again with some of the new additions, and they've looked really, really good in the preseason, so make sure you're checking out the Bucks Trilogy podcast. The Brewers Trilogy podcast, Tyler and I continue to go through prospects, um, and then also we'll give you news as it comes up um, in terms of what's going on with the Brewers, what they're doing in that respect. So make sure you guys are checking out the Brewers Trilogy podcast as well. Um, and I know Tyler has done some good articles for our website. I plan on putting one out later this week. So make sure you guys are checking those out for the Bucks, Brewers, and the Packers. So make sure you guys are checking out our website, wiscosportstrilogy.com, and also on Twitter because we post everything there as well at trilogy underscore pod. But until next week for the preview podcast for the Chiefs Packers game on Sunday night. Go Pack Go! Go Pack!